Hey everyone, my name is Yaro, and you're either listening to the Daydream Rules podcast or to the DIY Small Business podcast. I wanted to record a solo episode on exploring simplicity because that's been on my mind a lot this week, and I thought it was relevant to both these podcasts and projects, which is why you might be listening on one of them. And this is also a reminder that I have to, if you are a listener of Daydream Rose or just a DIY business podcast, consider checking the other one out. I hope that they are both fun and maybe have something to offer for you. So I want to begin by just talking a little bit about what I'm enjoying at the moment before I dive into the topic. I'm nesting and baking so much and that's kind of feeling really rooted at the moment. I'm recording this on the 18th of October and the numbers of COVID infections are going up really rapidly here in Europe. So we are facing a very uncertain winter. There will be major lockdowns. There will be lives lost, businesses closing, and that's pretty hard. And so, yeah, <laughs> it feels nice to stay in conversation through the podcast and just to kind of share what's on my mind and also listen about other people's experiences of this situation. I have committed yesterday, oh no, the day before yesterday, I mean what even is time, <laughs> on Friday, on the new moon in Libra to doing 100 days of tiny creative acts and I'm really excited for that. On, on Friday I did my first ever cyanotype print, yesterday I painted my walls and today I'm not really sure what I'm going to make yet but I will for 100 days just do tiny creative things and document them. I'm not going to share them every day. I might occasionally share something on the podcast here or on my Instagram, but generally it's just for myself. I I want to try new things and really allow myself to claim being a creative person and work with my imposter syndrome and also make sure that every day through winter I have moments of not doing something in air quotes productive or shiny or whatever you know I just want to play I think that's really important um two podcasts that came into my world this week that I want to share the first one is the beyond podcast by Daphne Cohn who is a really cool artist and has very good questions um and the second one is reflections from my art table by Emma Freeman and Emma has actually recommended the beyond podcast to me and yeah, like I said, I think this is a really beautiful medium at this time to hear about other people's experiences. So I'm excited to share those. I'm also running uh, the Dream Program at the moment, and I wanted to share how that's going because I'm really enjoying it. So it's a six-week program where every Saturday we're meeting for 45 minutes to write together. And every Friday I'm sending an email out with some, some journaling prompts for that week. And then people can kind of drop into the space on Saturday um, and I light a candle. We do just a few minutes of meditation in the beginning. And then we do a check-in in the beginning and the end. But mainly we just quietly sit together and write. And that's been really beautiful. Like I think... I really needed that accountability to make sure that I'm pausing and reflecting and have a bit of togetherness in all of this because I live by myself and if you do too, I'm sending so much love and solidarity because I feel, yeah, this is hard um, and we don't really know how much longer we'll be by ourselves in this way. 
So I'm because I'm enjoying these sessions so much, there's been three so far, I'm considering running them through winter, um, and anyone who's a patron can join them. So you can become a, a patron starting at $3. You get access to my zines, um, to other courses that I've recorded, um, to workshops. You get a free copy of my book, Rituals, and then you can come to these Saturday sessions if you like. And I really hope that that will be a supportive space through the winter. And while I will keep sharing those kind of journaling prompts, um, you can also come on, on work on anything you like. It could be like an embroidery or um, a drawing or whatever you want to make creatively. I think it's just about being together and having some company and making sure that we are expressing ourselves in some way and kind of working with what is so yeah it would be great to have a few more people in there so now actually to come to the topic of today which is voluntary simplicity um i came across this expression in a podcast recently and i sadly can't remember which one it was and who said it which um i really wish i did but it's been on my mind so much since i first heard it and I heard, I heard about um, voluntary poverty before and I don't know a ton about it. I want to be super honest. I know there's a religious context. Um, I don't know which era this kind of came about in or what it's really at this core about. But I think just her hearing that term to me always felt a bit like hmm, not really relatable to be honest because poverty is violent and poverty is rarely people's choice and I I have experienced you know food insecurity housing insecurity growing up with an, with a single mom and so this is not something that I would take or say lightly to say I'm choosing poverty just really doesn't feel right to me but there was something so liberating and interesting about saying, what if I choose voluntary simplicity for my life? And yeah, so I wanted to dive deeper into that because it feels so good. Um, and some of the things that came up for me around that um, was like this idea of leaving open space for new things to come in and for old things to deepen and not to always consume not just stuff, but also information and education and relationships and just this kind of sense of stuffing our lives versus keeping it really simple and then I also really like this idea of asking what it means to be right-sized in the world like looking at our lives and the, the space that we take up the privilege that we have the power that we hold and how we share these privileges and access and power and resources with others and are we right size and obviously I think that's something really important for us to ask as white people but really for everyone as we're kind of going through this crisis together and thinking about how we're going to rebuild communities and being together when this is over or being together through this as well like what does that look like um and yeah like there's real sweetness and the idea of keeping it really simple and and nurturing environments in which it's safe to be generous and honest and vulnerable and kind that's something I really want and um I listened to an episode on the beyond podcast by Daphne Cohn which I mentioned in the beginning and someone called Jess DeRox um said 
you know, people will say the value X, but there's two ways in which you can really see what they truly value, which is how they spend their money and how they spend their time. And that was another thing this week where I was like, whoa, yeah, how do I spend my time and my money? And I'm I'm not sure that I would say that how we spend our time and money is always a direct reflection of our values because I think due to stress and, I mean, yeah, many stress, lack of time, lack of space to explore, so many of us make those day-to-day spending decisions in completely unconscious ways. I know I've, I've often done that. And so that's not in alignment with my values. It's not truly then a reflection of them, right? But how can I bring these things in alignment? And yeah, I think um, friendships are such a good example. I really value intimacy. I love having a small but really committed friendship circle and really trying to be present and trying to really listen. And it's so much harder than, yeah, it's so much harder to do than to say um, when when our own kind of minds are racing and we want to listen, but there's so much going on and so much to hold this year. Um, so I'm going to go through the different kind of areas of my life and explore like what would voluntary simplicity look here or not just what it would it be, what it is I think in some ways I have already really embodied that and want to go deeper with that but I think in my life more broadly and I mentioned this in my last episode I feel so much joy about this home that I bought and I've been wanting to have a forever home for ages I never grew up in like a family home that was stable kind of all my childhood or that my my parents never owned their homes and So we were moving around a lot, renting, and I've always been dreaming about buying my own home. And uh, a few years back, well, actually many years back, I donated eggs and um, I helped someone else start a family, which I really love. I am so happy I did that. And the parents I donated to borrowed me some money to buy some abandoned farmland in Portugal. I bought that about three and a half years ago and that was a big dream and I thought you know I had arrived in a sense and wanted to put down roots there eventually but for different reasons that never came to be. One of them is that because of Brexit in the UK I can't leave the country for more than 90 days a year um, without losing kind of my chance of having settled status here and eventually citizenship and when that happened, I really realized how much I love the people and the old friendships I have here and the new ones as well, of course. And just kind of how how it's really people for me that make me feel rooted. And I've always really been curious and excited about Scotland and always wanted to visit. And then last winter, I wasn't, I was having a hard time in other ways. And I was like, I think the time's finally come. Like I've been talking about this for ages. Why don't I keep it really simple and go and check Scotland out right and then last summer I moved here it was a really quick decision and really the right from for me in so many levels and um and then yeah I've been renting in the beginning kind of looking around um I I I'm still living on the east coast of Scotland which is kind of an hour away from Edinburgh and Glasgow um so it's not a city 
but there's access to both cities and to the queer communities there which I really value and it's good enough for me you know like that's again I think coming back to simplicity like I don't need to have a queer bar down the road every day of the week I'm, I'm okay just kind of going in maybe like every week or every other week to see friends and to go to a bookshop or see an exhibition or something I mean that's all outside of a pandemic anyway but that was kind of my thinking and I'm I'm noticing as I get older that really what I need every single day is to be in nature and to be able to take my dogs to the forest or a river or the lake here or a beautiful park and those things really are what makes my what make my life beautiful and what feels nourishing and so it makes total sense for me to live more in the countryside in a small town where it's so much more affordable and and so much easier to kind of feel grounded here for me at least and this town that I moved into now has an art center as well where I can take even in classes after the pandemic um there's lots of other artists um there's actually a surprising amount of queers which I didn't expect and there's cool independent shops who I really hope will make it um there's good food so I feel yeah so happy that I trusted my that I trusted myself to make this work because I have moved to new countries so many times in my 20s and and in my early 30s I I think I kind of slowed down I was like wow this is tiring like I want to know where I'm going to invest myself for my 30s and 40s and hopefully beyond um and I want to make a choice here and I had to admit to myself that Portugal was a beautiful idea and I loved this region and I had all these permaculture dreams and the land was really cheap and I was halfway through paying it off to the people that I had donated eggs to but I sold it this spring and I'm really happy for the person who bought it because I think it's just much better for her and I can see how this is going to be a beautiful part of her future and what she can contribute um, there and for me it was good to to let it go and to acknowledge like also how much my body loves the landscapes and the season here I know you know the winter is really harsh in Scotland I always joke that like winter in Scotland is when you apprentice with darkness and you learn what really matters like that's definitely how I felt last winter it's not easy because there's so little daylight there's only seven hours around the winter solstice and you have to be so intentional with how you spend your time and how you make sure you're getting daylight and you go outside and you keep moving and you keep warm inside so but I love it and it really resonates with my whole body and my being to be here um to not be in a city to not have these like really hot summers and to have more quiet and more space for myself and to have such an affordable home so coming back on this long waffle to my opening here like what does voluntary simplicity look like in my life one thing is that I bought this home which is a small one-bedroom flat and the mortgage is 250 pounds a month and that's really opening up so much space for me to question how I want to spend my time what kind of work I really want to do what kind of learning I still want to do like I'm back at university now studying philosophy because I'm so curious and it's possible because I have shifted my priorities 
I'm spending much less on some things. I'm spending a bit more on education again. And it's really affordable here. It's really not comparable to other places. So, And I think, yeah, the simplicity also really feels present in my relationships. Like, I am someone who can be really anxiously attached. I can also be avoidant. I can be very disorganized. And I've let go of, of a friendship this year to be more honest with myself and that felt really good because I I was noticing how I was bumping up against it and just not feeling seen and comfortable anymore and how I was yearning to just be truly myself like my whole self including my values and my dreams and what I feel is important in life and letting go is hard sometimes but I think it also makes space for new things and they can kind of like clear something um that we very easily otherwise fill with stuff that might not feel quite right so i think there's simplicity in letting people be who they are and letting ourselves be who we are and also really thinking about what we can actually hold and what we want like how how do we want to spend this limited time and energy that we have Another piece for me was giving up my smartphone, which I also have talked about before, but when I go a little bit deeper into, it's been about, I think, five or six weeks now, and fucking hell, it's so good. I have a Nokia 800 Tough, which is like an old-style button phone with a very small f- screen, so I don't sit in bed scrolling through the news anymore. I don't check my phone first thing in the morning or last thing at night because nothing exciting is happening on there. It does have WhatsApp, which is good because um, that's what my grandparents know how to use. And I didn't want to ask them to kind of like switch to a different app. But but texting takes ages because it has actual buttons. So I mainly record videos or voice messages now. Um, or I use Signal on my computer. And that feels really good because I think for me at least there's so much that always gets lost in translation in a text message. I mean, sometimes it's super straightforward and fun. I'm, I'm not against texting at all. I'm just saying, for me, there's so much more depth in voice messages. And um, and I think they feel like a happy medium between texting and meeting on Zoom, which, which owing to the fact that I already work on my computer every day, is sometimes not something I always have capacity for. But just kind of pressing the button and letting my voice speak and sharing what's up and inviting people to share the same, like that feels really good right now. And and it's simplicity, like going back to the basics of a phone. Like a, a basics of a phone is texting and calls and that's it. And and we had that for a really long time and like now it seems like we we've come to a place where we can't imagine our lives without a smartphone. And I wanna say here, like I really respect that. This isn't possible, and for many people, especially disabled people, smartphones are a really important way to stay connected. And I honor that, and I think if, if um, yeah, like there's definitely been times in my life where that was true for me as well. And just now that has shifted a little bit, and I find it's actually more connected for me to not have a smartphone because I feel so overwhelmed by it, and that kind of overwhelm takes away for my capacity to actually feel intimacy with people and be connected. And so the only logical consequence for me is to let that go and to keep it really simple. 
Um, yeah, and then I've also been thinking about what this means in my business, and um, I'm approaching my sixth birthday now, which I'm very excited about, and as I've said many times, I never thought I would get this far. I had so many different jobs in my 20s and felt so ashamed for not finding my thing or like being flaky and I thought I was not committed. I think I just wasn't in the right space. Like I wasn't I wasn't suited to working in an open plan business uh, office that's really busy and like being part of a big team that's always shifting and changing was really feeling super chaotic for me and being able from home now I can I can contribute in ways that feel good and meaningful to me and I'm so grateful that I got to do that and obviously there's privilege in that as well I'm white I have a lot of education um I had a certain amount of practice around media and social media and if you want to phrase it that way I had social capital when I was starting out I had no financial capital but I I had experience in certain environments that really helped me make this work for myself and that matters and so yeah I'm so I am want to say that I'm really grateful that I even have a chance now you know to sit down and think about these things because when I was working full-time in in really underpaid jobs I know that it's really hard to even find the headspace to think about these things um but now that I'm in this place and I and things have become so much easier I'm asking myself like where do I go from here and like what feels beautiful in a really simple way and it's so much about freedom and choices and working creatively and doing care work with pride and joy because I think part of the narrative that often annoys me of what we think is success is that we begin to kind of hire out these things that we don't want to do or, or you know just don't enjoy and of course sometimes that's totally fine you know we don't have the same skills and some of us enjoy some things more than others and then and then we trade in some ways and that's fine but I um I think there's so much to say around how we value feminized labor and and I think for example like to be a successful woman we often say or you've made it if you have a cleaner and someone looking after your kids because you can't have it all and you're this cool business person. And I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. I don't want to build a team. I want to do my own damn housework because I have the privilege of having an able body who can do that. And I love it. I love nesting so much. And and I actually what I want is to work less hours, feel less pressure, feel less like I have to be performing in some way. I really value being able to be myself and to work with people who don't need me to be anything else, basically. And I think an important question is also when thinking about success, like I think so often we think of abundance as just accumulation of more stuff and like more money and a bigger house. But what would happen if everyone on the planet lived the way we do? We would even quicker run out of resources. And I'm just kind of so over of this over this narrative of like bigger is better and like everyone should aim for a six-figure business and then you have an assistant and 
and you're automating everything, you're just running these self-study courses on autopilot and you're basically creating all this like digital baggage that people don't really have the capacity to engage with, which is, which is strange, right? Like it's, I'm not sure that that's helpful. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, those are my thoughts. I feel I'm at a point in my business, which is, like I said, such a beautiful blessing and a privilege to say, if it stops growing here, this is enough. I'm happy to do what I'm doing right now for the next 30 years or whatever. And just want to play and, and keep being creative and trying different things. But it doesn't necessarily have to grow from here in a conventional sense. Because I have secure housing now. I can afford food. I can afford to get sick. Mm. I have insurance. Mm. Um, <laughs> that's my dog mm. snoring. <laughs> Which is also one of the simple joys in my life, I think. Um, yeah, those are some rambly thoughts about what voluntary simplicity might look like in business. And yeah, I, I feel like, and so I think one thing that can feel really overwhelming in, in building a business is like there are so many decisions to make and so many stories and so many possibilities and options, but can we bring it back to? what simply feels right and good and is aligned with our values. And I think like now there's something so peaceful about looking into the future and not always thinking about the next big thing. I think writing a book this year was a really big dream of mine. I really want to do that and I'm writing the next and it's exciting, but I'm not necessarily looking to write a bestseller next, right? Like I... I just want to do the thing that I'm doing and see where it goes. But I'm not thinking about, yeah, I'm not thinking about bestseller. I'm also not thinking about flipping my home and like, how could I, how can I like make the most of this, sell it with a profit and then buy a bigger one. I just want to be here for a moment and like pause and allow for stagnation because that's part of, cyclical living in nature as well just letting things be and and allowing ourselves to enjoy really small and beautiful things maybe that was a cheesy note to end on I don't know and yeah I think all of this was such a long ramble but I got so much positive feedback like more actually than ever before after my last rambly uh, episode so I thought I would do another one on what's on my mind at the moment around simplicity and really choosing that as a way of being and engaging with the world and each other so thank you so much for listening I would love to hear what you think if you enjoy either of the podcasts please leave a review um, that really helps a lot and I so appreciate it thank you <laughs>